shining a light on autism and life on the spectrum. Welcome to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly, a podcast breaking down barriers, stigma and misconceptions around autism. And now, here's your neurologically different host, Orion Kelly. Welcome and thank you so much for listening to my friend Autism. I'm Orion Kelly. I'm autistic, but what's critical to understand is that I'm just one person on the autism spectrum. So if you've met one autistic person, you've met one autistic person. No two autistic people are the same. We have individual strengths and challenges. Now, my purpose is to empower you with knowledge, education and growth opportunities through open, honest and engaging conversations on autism. And this podcast seeks to break down stigmas, misconceptions and barriers around autism while increasing the level of understanding and acceptance of autistic people. Now, I was diagnosed autistic as an adult and since that diagnosis, I've pledged my time to advocating for autistic people and making the world a better place for the autistic community. So I do these podcasts. I also do blogs and videos on my YouTube channel. So go and check out my YouTube channel, Orion Kelly, That Autistic Guy, or you can just go to my website, my one-stop shop for all my content, podcasts, videos, blogs, and more, and that's orionkelly.com.au. My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Join the conversation now at the Orion Kelly Facebook page. On this episode, I'd like to unpack what is autistic masking. This is something that is part of day-to-day life for an autistic person. Our brains, they're wired differently. Autistic people, we don't experience the world like non-autistic people or neurotypical people do. And due to this difference in our brain, we're forced to mask our true self for really only one reason, and that's in order to fit in, to be accepted by the broader community. So, autistic masking. Let's talk about it. What is it? In essence, look at it like camouflaging, masking, suppressing. Okay, what we're doing is we're hiding the difference between what's happening inside and how we're being received on the outside. Okay, so there's things going on inside us that could cause us to act differently because our brains are different and we hide that. So we're received on the outside in a way that will allow us to fit in. So masking is an effort to mask or hide an autistic feature by suppressing repetitive behaviours, known as stimming, suppressing our want and desire to talk about our special interests and pretending to follow a conversation or even imitating neurotypical behaviour as a way of coming across like a non-autistic person. So an example I'd like to use, which is very much something I experience, is I can force myself to make eye contact with someone I'm talking to. Now, this is because eye contact isn't something I do naturally and I just get judged as being arrogant or rude or disinterested if I don't make eye contact constantly. Bottom line, and the way I see it, the only real reason autistic people mask is to fit in, is to be accepted, to come across normal, neurotypical, 
Another example that happens to me in my day-to-day life because I've got a wife and kids is having to talk to a stranger or a person that knows someone close to me, even if I don't know them. You know, like they might know my wife or my wife's family, right? Well, honestly, having to talk to them, having to make small talk and interact with that person because they've recognised me and they know my wife and they've got a, oh, hey, how's your wife going? Oh, how's your family going? I mean, it's like asking a neurotypical person to stop what they're doing and spend the next five minutes holding a spider in their hand. I mean, like autistic people spend a lifetime hiding our natural habits and actions from the world. We can literally go our entire life not able to be our true selves. I'm not choosing to mask, by the way. This isn't as a preference, right? My first preference isn't masking. My first preference is for the world just accept me for me, allow me to be my true autistic self with all my differences. But the hard truth is, as I see it, the community say they accept autistic people, but in practice... What the community don't accept is autistic people actually being autistic. Just think about this question. For those that are not autistic, so non-autistic, neurotypical, maybe there's spouses or children in your family that are autistic, but you're not. Just think about it from this point of view. How would you feel if you spent your entire life being someone you're not simply in order to fit in and be accepted? I reckon what I find the most offensive is the therapies designed to teach autistic people, mostly autistic kids, how to act around neurotypical people so they fit in and be accepted by the broader community. Now, clearly, that brings to mind early intervention therapies because I look at them as nothing more than acting classes. Okay, there are certain circumstances where certain autistic people get genuine benefit out of them, functional benefit out of them, but I think if you are serious with yourself and you actually break down what is being taught, what is being taught is how autistic kids should act around people that are not autistic so they fit in. But given that I've done a video on my YouTube channel all about early intervention therapies, I'll leave that for you to go and check out and we'll move on before I get too heated. Let's put aside early intervention therapy slash acting classes because I'm going to move on from that. But a good example comes from the Aussie series Love on the Spectrum. Now, Love on the Spectrum was first viewed in Australia on free-to-air and then picked up on Netflix and shown globally. And there's no other way of putting it than this show was a massive global success. Let's put aside any judgments or reviews on the show. It's simply based on autistic people trying to find love, right? Okay, cool. So it's love on the spectrum. Okay. Now, in season one of the series, they had what I think they classed as a relationship coach. Now, the relationship coach met with the autistic people and taught the autistic people who were looking for love how to act and behave on dates in the neurotypical world. Okay. Neurotypical world meaning really the world, this world. Okay. Now, my issue is all the people going on those dates were autistic, okay? And they were dating people who also were autistic or had disabilities related to their autism or had a disability of some kind. In other words, for the most part, all people going on the dates were not neurotypical. So what's the point of getting a neurotypical relationship coach to teach autistic people how to act neurotypical on dates with other autistic people? 
It's ridiculous. It's it's offensive. It's stupid. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, neurotypical relationship coach, for teaching me date etiquette for normal, everyday, non-autistic people. But then again, I am going to be dating another autistic person who will probably act as horrified as I when I try to implement these silly things you've told me. I mean, seriously. In my opinion, the only purpose that served was to create more entertaining content for the presumably neurotypical audience. And I get that. When you make a show, you make a show for an audience and that audience provides you with revenue because the more people that watch it, the more money the producers get. They can create more series, the business grows, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I get that. Like I said, I'm not going to do a review on Love on the Spectrum in this podcast. I'm certainly going to do a review on Love on the Spectrum on my YouTube channel and certainly I can make that a blog and a podcast too. But what I will say is I'm just going to, Put it out there, my own personal opinion. Although many autistic people watched Love on the Spectrum, I don't believe for a second Love on the Spectrum was created in any respect for autistic people, let alone to help autistic people. You know what? Before this rant goes on for another hour, I'm just going to have to stop all further talk of Love on the Spectrum for this particular podcast and just move on. But you get my point about masking, right? The relationship coach was teaching the autistic people how to mask to be neurotypical on dates with autistic people. That made no sense and was only there for entertainment slash exploitation, in my opinion. All right, further, if autistic people are taught how to act on a date, right, so they're never allowed to be themselves, well, who in fact are we getting the autistic people to present as? Well, they're presenting as another person, as someone who is not them. Now, what happens if they and the person they're on a date with hit it off? What happens if they actually like each other? Well, the problem then is the person you've gone on a date with presumably likes the fake you, likes the masked version of you because no autistic person can mask 24-7. Inevitably, you are going to reveal your true autistic self to the other person. And I wholly and 100% can tell you I've experienced this my entire life. Okay, so you meet someone and you meet someone because you're attracted to each other. Okay, no worries. And clearly, as an autistic person, by default, right, not by choice or preference, by default, you in effect mask all the time. It's just something an autistic person is, is almost born to do and fights their entire life to try and stop doing. But then when they do that, it never goes well. So you've met someone, you've probably presumably been masking to some extent. You're attracted to each other and you have a relationship, let's say. And then eventually you can't mask all the time and more and more of your true self will be revealed. Now, there's nothing wrong with that except for the fact the other person might then be in the mindset of, well, who is this person or I didn't sign up for this, right? Now, this can happen in in any relationship without being autistic because people show more of their true colours over time. But for an autistic person, you can't really look at it like over time they show their true colours. Well, no, over time they are able to slowly reveal their true selves, not because that's how they planned it, because that's the only way it can be done, right? When you mask your whole life, it comes down to comfort with someone, safety with someone, that you can then slowly become yourself, be your true self, and feel safe being your true self around them. Because you have a lifetime of rejection, right? When you try to be your true self, you are rejected. You are not accepted. So clearly, you do it softly, slowly, gently. It happens over time. And this is the same for friendship. No one can mask constantly. We've talked about this. Masking takes effort. It takes energy. It's not sustainable over a long period of time. The fact is, for me, I've lost 
many friends as a result of dropping my mask and being my true autistic self. And masking is not just critical to the social world. You know, masking can be even more important in gaining and keeping employment. So look at it like this. Masking is for the most part the only way an autistic person would ever get a job interview, would ever get their foot in the door. Now, of course, there are exceptions. I understand that. I'm talking about the mainstream working world in general terms. Now, the idea of masking to get a job interview is one thing, let alone the job though, right? I mean, you can, you can get the job interview by masking, but once you do the job interview, right, you then have to mask again. Now, that might be harder because it's a face-to-face or it's a stressful situation or there's or there's questions, you know, where are going to come up, surprises, challenges, whatever. Hiring an autistic person, but then not expecting them to be autistic, well, that's unrealistic, and it's clearly problematic. So it's a lose-lose situation for me as an autistic person. I mask my true autistic self to be accepted, and in doing so, I set myself up to fail by uncovering my autistic self in ways that are not acceptable, not appropriate. That's my favourite one, inappropriate by neurotypical standards. When people class autistic behaviour as inappropriate in neurotypical standards, you have to think about what you've just said. Inappropriate behaviour, in my mind, in the workplace, for example, could be violence, harassment, bullying. You know, the big stuff, the stuff you get fired for, that's inappropriate behaviour in the workplace, right? Inappropriate behaviour in the workplace isn't an autistic person asking questions to someone that has no relevance to what they were talking about because they just popped into their head. Or an autistic person needing to leave the room mid-meeting so they don't melt down. These are things that are uncontrollable responses as a result of being autistic. They're not inappropriate. And masking, it isn't about autistic people. The way I look at it, it's about neurotypical people because I'm not setting out to deceive or mislead. Right? I'm being forced to hide my true self in order to make neurotypical people feel comfortable. The idea, when we talk about autistic masking, and if you read articles or books or whatever, a lot of them talk about camouflaging, right, or hiding. And see, that can come across really offensive. Think about it. If there's neurotypical people writing neurotypical articles and books, and they're saying autistic people actually camouflage or hide their true autistic self, what they're saying is, in my opinion, using those types of words, is that we are intentionally deceiving. We are intentionally misleading. That can't be further from the truth. This is another clear example of when neurotypical people try to lead the way in understanding autistic people without actually talking about or to autistic people. So autistic people do not mask to deceive and mislead. We mask because when we be ourselves, when we allow ourselves to be our true, authentic, autistic selves, we are rejected right? We are punished. We are banished. This isn't something we want to do. How can it be classed as deceiving you if we're only doing it so you feel comfortable? So we will be accepted or fit in? Because if we be ourselves and you don't feel comfortable, we're not, we won't fit in. We're not accepted, right? If we make you feel comfortable and, and make you feel like we're normal, you accept us, we fit in. We're forcing ourselves to mask, to hide our true autistic selves, to make neurotypical people feel comfortable. And the worst part is, after all that constant lifelong effort in order to act like a normal person, act like a neurotypical person, act like a person the community will accept, it doesn't even work most of the time. (laughs) We don't often get accepted. We don't often 
fit in. We don't often get the acceptance we require or would desire from the broader community. The bottom line is masking for an autistic person is one, really not something we want to do. Two, extremely exhausting takes a massive amount of our own personal mental and physical energy before we even been able to use it on things that are actually important to us. And three, in our own minds, is something we're forced to do that doesn't actually even work, but it still works better than being ourselves in a neurotypical world. We are forced our entire lives to hide, to mask who we really are, So the neurotypical world feel comfortable, allow us to be accepted by them, and we feel like we fit in rather than being an outcast, which is for the most part what we feel anyway. I don't want a mask, but I have to. I haven't forced myself to mask around my own kids. Now, this is one of those questions I still struggle with. What what am I saying by doing that? Why, If I mask around my kids to hide my true autistic self, am I doing that because I'm telling them exactly what I'm against. So masking around my kids so my kids don't have to see me when I might be in meltdown or outburst or shutdown or say things that are too honest. I don't know. I'm assuming kids aren't supposed to hear honesty. I, you know, ask the neurotypical people. It sounds like I'm basically contradicting what I'm asking. I'm asking for us to be accepted as who we are, but then I'm masking my true self to my own kids to give them a normal life or a dad who comes across normal. This is the dilemma of every autistic parent. I mean, this isn't easy. It's the same with my wife. What, I'm not going to hide my true autistic self if I'm with my wife out in public. We might be with her work colleagues or her friends. What, I'm just going to be myself? Which, for the most part, is extremely charming. (laughs) Hey, But seriously, my jokes can be a bit over the line in neurotypical terms, right? Too far in neurotypical terms, or I can be too honest in neurotypical terms, too brutally honest, too straightforward, or I can be the reverse. I can be too cold, too disinterested, too quiet, too shy, whatever, all in neurotypical terms. But if I mask and put on that happy, friendly face, then it doesn't come across in a bad sense to the people we're interacting with. But of course, I'm not being my true self. So there's no winners in this apart from, I guess, the people that are hanging around my family or my wife or whatever. So I'm doing it for all these people and I'm doing it for me and I even do it to my own kids and make myself do it. But I don't understand why I'm doing that and I know it's wrong. You can see how much time and energy is expelled and wasted on the simple conundrum of, How much of my true self am I supposed to hide so I can feel like I belong here? Now, if you want to check out a video on this very topic, what is autistic masking? Well, you can check it out on my YouTube channel, okay? The video is called, What is Autistic Masking? Are You Camouflaging Autistic Traits? That is in my YouTube channel, so go and check that out. Just find Orion Kelly, That Autistic Guy on YouTube. And if you'd like while you're there, you could subscribe to my YouTube channel. That just means that I reach more people across the planet in order to make the world a better place for autistic people. So I always appreciate your help in reaching more people to do just that. I hope that this video has given you the insights that you need on not only what is autistic masking, but why we do it, the issues of being forced to do it, and the impact it can actually have. In the end, it's acceptance. It's an acknowledgement that we are different and we still are accepted and fit in that would end masking once and for all. Not that I think it ever will. And this is the problem.
but I'm genuinely so grateful that you have taken the time to listen to this podcast. It means a lot to me, and I know that bit by bit we're going to reach more people and we're going to change the world, and I thank you so much for helping me. My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Online at orionkelly.com.au I really do appreciate you listening to My Friend Autism. And if this episode has resonated with you, well, please share it with your family and friends so we can reach more people. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, you might want to suggest a topic or area of autism to explore, or you just want to say, hey, well, you should do that. Like the Orion Kelly page on Facebook, or you can send me a message via my website. That's orionkelly.com.au, O-R-I-O-N-K-E-L-L-Y.com.au. This podcast is here to break down stigmas and misconceptions around autism while increasing the level of understanding and acceptance of autistic people. All I'm asking is for you to open up your hearts and minds to people a little bit different to you and embrace the benefits of neurodiversity. Until next time, thank you so much for opening up your mind and embracing differences. You've been listening to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. To join the conversation, get in touch with Orion and never miss an episode. Like the Orion Kelly page on Facebook or visit orionkelly.com.au.